All right, welcome back to whatever we're calling this thing. I'm Bill. I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Silva. I'm Joe. <laughs> that went well. Yep. All right. Uh, great start. Stuart, why don't you uh, tell us what we're going to be talking about today? All right, so we're this, af- or this morning, this afternoon, I don't even know when these are releasing. Uh, today, we're in Acts chapter 5, and I was doing some reading uh, last week, and I noticed in verse 41 that the apostles were rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ. And the, the phrase worthy to suffer just kind of jumped out at me. They were rejoicing that God considered them worthy. They had behaved well enough to be worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Or not that they had behaved well enough, but that by his grace, they had been made worthy. And it just kind of jumped out at me. I don't know why it did this time compared to others. But anyway, that's where we are. All right, who's reading our uh, passages for us? Did we want to read it or just sum up? Uh, Yeah, sum up 17 through 32 and then read 40 through 42. Just so... Whoever's listening knows where we're at. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to sum up through verse 39. Because why not? Yeah. So starting in Acts chapter 5, verse 17, we've got the Jewish leadership is getting pretty ticked off that these guys are out there preaching about Jesus when they've done everything they can to get rid of Jesus. If you want to know more about that, read the Gospels. And so they throw him in prison. So here we have the apostles sitting in prison, singing Kumbaya, and an angel shows up and busts them out. And they're like, okay, cool, what do we do now? And the angel's like, okay, I want you to go back out there and keep preaching. So they go out there and they keep preaching. Flashback, not flashback, we jump back over to the Jews Jewish leadership, and they're like, okay, hey, guards, go grab those guys from prison. We want to we wanna interrogate them. Guards are like, okay, cool, let's go grab them. They go back to the prison, they're like, oh, shoot, they're not even here. They go back and they tell the Jewish leadership, hey, they ain't, they ain't there. And as they're saying that, another guy runs in, and he's like, those guys you locked up, they're over there preaching again. And they're like, what the, come on, man, you know, the thing. So they go out and they grab them, they bring them in, and they're getting ready to, like, do some nasty stuff. And then this dude, Gamaliel, he jumps up and he's like, hey, listen up. So there's this one dude who was like, hey, I'm all about like, blah. And uh, and we were all opposed to him, but then it turned out to be nothing and we didn't have to worry about it. So what if these guys are like just blah and we don't have to worry about it? Let's not bother wasting our time with them. And if they are of God, if they are doing something for God, then we definitely don't want to oppose them because we don't want to be fighting against God. So then we get to verse 40, which is them being silly. I'm going to read verse 40, and then, uh, Stuart, you can take it from there, because I like verse 40. It's funny to me. And they agreed with him. That's They're they're agreeing with Gamaliel's advice. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And I shouldn't say I find that funny. I find it stupid. If you agree with him, why are you beating them? He just said, leave them alone. And they're like, yeah, we agree with you. Let's beat them up. Although, to be fair... Beating them is a 
large step down from executing them on the spot. I suppose, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's just how that's just how you did back then. It was like shaking hands. You just pull out a club and just beat people. <laughs> exactly. So that's a quick summary of uh, Acts chapter 5, verses 17 through 40. And if you want to know uh, in more detail what exactly went down, I highly recommend you pause this podcast, pull it up in your Bible, read it for yourself, um, and then uh, and then hit play. And Stuart is going to start with verse 40 and, uh, and read to you the rest of this section. So, yeah, after the angel busted them out of jail, said, go preach, and then they were pulled back in, they got beaten, and then they left. It says, they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. Read verse 42. And then verse 42, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. So they go through all this. They almost get killed. They do get beaten up. And their response is to leave rejoicing that they were considered worthy to suffer for Christ and to keep right on doing what they were doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time that I was even mocked for my faith. I've never been beaten for it. It's just not something that happens nearly as uh, overtly here in America as it did in, you know, the Middle East a couple thousand years ago, or as it does, you know, around the world today. That's why it drives me nuts when I hear uh, Christians in America talking about how they're being persecuted. And what they mean by that is they, uh, they tried to share their faith in Starbucks and then somebody the, they wouldn't give them their drink or something. I'm like, that's not persecution. You're not being beat up and thrown in prison for the gospel. You're just being denied service. Or Those are or steps that you. lead to it. Absolutely, there are steps that lead to it. But I think, um, I think we jump to the I'm being persecuted a little too quickly because, um, in my opinion, I think it's because of so many passages in the Bible about the, uh, the blessings and the rewards in heaven for those who suffer for the gospel. And we are, we want those rewards in heaven, so we <laughs> blow out of proportion what we're actually going through. Yeah. At at the same time, though, if you want to avoid the 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 big boy wide scale persecution, you kind of need to, you know, stop people from doing stuff like that, like before it becomes common. Where, uh, I mean, we're living in a time where the smaller stuff is not only becoming more common, but it's also being celebrated. Yeah. More or less, you know, I wouldn't say probably by like officials in an official sense, at least, you know, not in a way that can uh, that can get them, you know, pulled into a hearing about it. But uh, we're seeing in America or rather in the West, you know, people turning a blind eye and becoming increasingly more hostile yeah. to Christianity as we go on. I absolutely agree with that. I just I think we need to. uh to acknowledge that it's not it's not serious severe persecution yet it's absolutely a problem that needs to be addressed and dealt with but um getting called getting called a nerd it's not the same as uh, getting beat up yeah or stoned or beheaded or sawn into that no that's not in the bible but yeah, it's, it's in hebrews oh i thought we were talking about isaiah 
when my mom always talked about Isaiah getting sawn into. I'm like, I don't think it actually says he was, does it? I don't know, but part of the list in Hebrews, at least. Um, I'm going to look that up. Getting, I don't know what you're talking about. Getting sawn into. Wasn't Rome supposed to be like some beacon of civilization? I don't know. <laughs> Every we, beacon of civilization had horrible atrocities that they perfected. Like abortion. Like abortion. Or uh, I was just learning about the, um, oh, I want to say Assyrians. The, who was Nineveh the capital of? Was that Syria or Assyria? Assyria, yes. I think. Assyria. Yeah, so they, is this a family-friendly podcast? Uh, I mean, it happened. Yeah. It, it, what what they were doing gives context to, it gives a lot of context to why Jonah didn't want to go. Yeah. yeah so yeah. in um, Hebrews eleven thirty seven, I'll check that in just a second. In Assyria, uh, in the days of Jonah, they would um, and they were the uh, you know beacon of civilization. They were the biggest. They were the uh, the big empire at the time and the most advanced civilization and all that. And they had perfected. Um, a form of capital punishment where they would actually skin their victims alive and then impale them on a spike slowly so that they would be like, you know, without their skin and still alive for the like first couple hours of the impaling before they actually finally died. And these are the people that God told Jonah, go and uh, go and preach to them. And Jonah, the reason he didn't want to go is because he knew they're, <laughs> The only reason God has you preach to somebody is so they can repent and be saved. Um, I also read that, uh, read somewhere that, uh, what's his name that wanted to kill, uh, wanted to kill Esther's uncle, cousin. Mordecai, uh, Mordecai. I think it was her cousin. Haman. Yeah. Haman. Yeah. Haman. So the, the gallows that they were talking about could have been just a 40 foot pole that he was going to, uh, uh, impale oh, yeah. him on. Yeah. So when we think of gallows, we think of like you know people hanging from the neck. But his, he could have just been you know stuck on the end of a really big toothpick. Yep. And then just left up there. Fun fact: um, Purim is coming up. I know I'm saying that wrong. I don't have an accent. I I can't do it. Um, and my kids are wanting to like dress up as the characters from the story of Esther. Um, which is something that they do over in Jewish culture. And uh, we like to, you know, we like to learn about other cultures and stuff. My uh, kids were talking about who they want to dress up as. And my four-year-old said that he wants to be the guy in the black cloak with the big feather that tickles people. (laughs) (laughs) Because all he knows of the story of Esther is the veggie tale. Mr. Lunt is the definitive uh, Heyman. Oh, yeah. Mr. Lunt nailed that role as Heyman. When they do the live action, they're going to have to find a way to CG Mr. Lunt into uh, into the movie. I would love it if VeggieTales started doing live action remakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, li- live action in the sense that like the Lion King remake was live action. Right. It was as live as yeah, 100% I mean, it's like CG. CGI, but... Still, Phil Vischer, if you're listening to this, first of all, sorry for what we said about you in the first podcast. I cut all that out. Oh, you cut all that out? <laughs> yeah. You have so, to cut out this too. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> leave this in and just let him wonder what we said. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, that's what he's going to do. Somebody with all that money and influence is going to lay awake and I was like, what did those nerds what say, did about they say about me? say about me? You said Hebrews 11 something? Right? Yeah. 
You don't remember what it was, though. Uh, let me jump back there real fast. It was right near the end of the chapter. Oh, well, I will turn this page and probably find it then. Uh, 37. 1137. 1137 says they were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. Yeah. Oh, I'm not denying that some people were sawn in two for, in, in, uh, for, for their beliefs, for their belief in God. Traditionally, the apostles, all of them, save for like John. John, met a terrible end. Yeah. Some more terrible than others, though. All I was saying about not knowing for sure that the Son and Two thing happened, I was just talking about specifically with Isaiah. I thought that's what you were referencing. Ah. Which, according to tradition, he was Son and Two, but it's not in the Bible. It doesn't say that he was okay. because he wrote the book and wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> Can you chaps hold on for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, I suppose, you know, he could have had a vision. This is how it's going to go. Write it down. But that would be very morbid. Can you imagine why. writing about your own violent death? You mean like Peter? Happens? Like Peter did. Like yeah, Peter did. It, it's, it sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, some of those dudes, though, I mean, the stuff that they went through and they going back to what we're talking about, though, which I mean, what we're supposed to, what we said we were going to be talking about these apostles that are. Uh, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for Christ's name. They knew about those guys. They knew about Isaiah and the end that he met. They knew about Jeremiah and uh, being stuck in that. Didn't they just like toss Jeremiah in a well and he's like stuck in mud up to his waist or something for a while. And then they came back for him later. I really don't remember all these different uh, dudes from the old Testament. The apostles knew about them. They grew up with these stories and they probably were, um, you know, hearing, hearing their parents tell them these stories uh, before bed and things like that and learning about all these different prophets and the, the way that they served God, even though they were being killed in these ways. And they probably looked up to him so that I'm betting was a, a little bit in their minds as they're rejoicing. They're like, we get to we get to be in that list. Oh, I'm sure of of people and, that suffered for God. And in addition, these were the people who had sat and listened to Christ. And I'm, yes, he, they got to hear the Sermon on the Mount firsthand. Mm -hmm. You know, where uh, Matthew five verses ten through twelve: Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Nice. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you. And falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm -hmm. You would think so. That yeah, they're, they're they're rejoicing because they made it into the club. Yeah, the blessings are theirs. Well, we're in the club too, and we it says insult you. So we got we got that little bit here in America right now. But it's you you can see a progression there. Insult you and. What was it? Insult you, persecute you, and say all kinds of nasty stuff about you or something like yeah. that? Uh, I mean, you get that just from family members. I just dropped something over here. I don't know if it came through on the... Oh, it like, for sure did. Uh, which family? I get that from family members. I get that from you. <laughs> Not <laughs> you for your belief. I just insult Oh, no, yeah, you just insult me for, for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Totally different. I would never insult you for your faith. I appreciate that. Though. I will insult you for like your looks, though. I, that's because you're jelly. You sure? I've got hair. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Yeah, you know who doesn't have hair? You. Bruce Willis. And he, he doesn't need it. Yeah, well, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I just need hair on my my excellent beard. Um, Next time I get a haircut, I'm going to have him make it into a toupee for you. I don't, I don't like your hair color, though. It's the same hair color as yours. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Please don't edit all this out. This is, this is what people are going to come back Look, for. Look, I mean, my my shiny head is. Everyone has a thorn in their side, and unfortunately, I, I'm I, yours. I, I had to be stripped of so much beauty so I wouldn't stumble my brothers and my sisters. Now I'm just envisioning I'm just... you with like a Samson head of flowing hair. <laughs> it's no, a... but I have seen the picture of him as a as a marine. In a... You were a good looking guy. What happened? But... I, I I look like a little baby. <laughs> you oh, did. I, I was a little beardless baby then. <laughs> All the hair migrated from the top of your head to your face. Yeah. Uh... This is when you're when you're given a dog medicine. You hide the medicine in like a big ball of meat or something the dog wants to eat. Yeah. So that's why we have all of this pointless rambling about Bill's head because it's funny and people are going to come back to listen to that. No, they're not. (laughs) I am. This is the only way I'm going to listen to this podcast is if we make fun of Bill's bald head. Yeah. If you want to just go on and uh, tell me, go up bald head and have fun walking to your car. (laughs) <laughs> you, be, you better watch we out. should we should talk about that story sometime because that 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 was not because they called him bald i was uh, no no they they were telling him to go die yeah they <laughs> that was very different and also also youths i mean david was considered a youth and he was probably like you know what we would consider like you know late teens or something mm-hmm. but like a a, a youth to them i was it like you know you could be like 25 and still be considered a youth but yeah so when they say a group of youths you know they're, they're not talking about a bunch of toddlers you know in, in diapers no, no. no these are like you think of youth group age like yeah think of youth group age high school and uh the the lesson of the story isn't don't make fun of the bald guy it's don't make fun of the person speaking for god because if you do, you're you're directing that directly at God, right? Which is why, uh, you know, the the people, uh, Moses's brother and sister, uh, were were threatened pretty severely for doing that. Yep, precisely. I just read that um, this morning. Anyway, we gotta quit veering way off course. Um, through history. The, the Bible and, you know, church fathers and, and such, you see that Christ doesn't need the most ideal conditions for the gospel to spread. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Paul wrote most of his letters in prison. Peter wrote uh, at least second Peter while he was waiting for his execution because he knew that it, it was time. It was almost time for him to go. And then, you know, you go forward, look at people like, like John Bunyan wrote uh, um, Pilgrim's Progress while he was in prison. And he was in prison just for preaching. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't preach the way that 
the English government wanted him to preach, and he uh, he was thrown in jail for it. The official church in England at the time was the reason John Bunyan got thrown in prison was because he was a Protestant. That wasn't okay. When Protestantism became okay, and he's still in prison, they actually voted on who the pastor should be. They voted for John Bunyan. So then, but he's still in prison. So what the guard did was he let him out of prison on Sunday morning to go preach. And every day after church, John Bunyan would actually come back to prison and voluntarily allow them to lock him back up until finally his, uh, his sentence was overturned. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like... Talk about going the extra mile. Yeah, how many of us would do that? I'd, I'd like to think I would. Like that's a, that's a really good uh, uh, testimony of a honesty, honesty, integrity the the sort of things that we want we want the the sort of reputation that we want Christians to have, um, and the sort of reputation we're called to have. We're we're called to be we're called to have a higher standard of integrity even under persecution. And right. we're called to submit ourselves to the civil government in every way that we can without directly defying the commands of Scripture. Exactly. So as it relates back to Acts chapter 5, when that angel busted them out of prison, he didn't say, okay, you're out, go hide. He didn't say, flee the country. He said, go back out there to the exact, like, right where they caught you the first time and keep preaching. And they came and got him from the exact same place again. Exactly. But if they had if they had fled, if they had hid, then that would have told the 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 people that were opposed to the gospel at the time, it would have told them, see, these these people they don't Yeah, they're they, like the, they say their God is powerful, but they're afraid. They're they're breaking out of prison and they're running and hiding. Yeah, they, they would have been uh, they would have been considered like all the other failed Messiah figures, which is something that uh something that isn't talked about much, but you know, people people jumping up claiming to to be the ones that are going to save Israel from the Gentiles, you know, like uh, like it said in, uh, in in the part that we read, there were other uprisings, and they were they were quickly squashed because they weren't from God. Exactly. Anyway, um, not being liked is par for the course. In the Christian life, which is opposite of what the prosperity gospel, what the the feel good, nice gospel that a lot of people are exposed to every Sunday in their church that, you know, God is here to give them all of their desires and to make them feel good all of the time. Healthy, wealthy and wise, Yeah, healthy, wealthy and wise, just and I don't know what Bible they're reading, but the, the Bible I read as you know from the fall of man to revelation the the people that are right and just suffer because the rest of the world is evil mm-hmm. but the thing is they they don't per se have the message wrong what they have wrong is the timing exactly we have we are promised happiness and peace and good health and unending joy without sorrow and all of the rest where they're wrong is that they are applying those promises to our life here on earth we're promised this for eternity not for 80 years on this planet but forever in the presence of christ 
They 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 think they're you know trying to preach this powerful message, and really all they're doing is they're weakening it. Yeah, and that's something God's been teaching me a lot lately as it relates to contentment. Because I sometimes I get, I think we all have a tendency to do this: get caught up looking at um, the wealth around me. Because I mean, we we do live in America, and America, at least so far, is a pretty wealthy country. Not everybody in this country is wealthy, though, and I'm not particularly upper class by but, any means. But being a being poor in a place where you know there's uh, restaurants with dollar menus is better than being poor in a place where it's just sand and cactuses. Oh yeah, I agree entirely, and that's what I'm saying is that I I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm a lot better off than a lot of the world. I'm a bit worse off than a lot of the people in this country, but this world, any possessions I accumulate here, they don't matter at all. Uh, what matters is my, my wife and my kids, my, uh, family, my friends, um, the people that I interact with, the relationships I make here in this life, that's what matters. And possessions, they're just going to rot and rust and fall to pieces anyway. But in the next life, Nothing in the next life will ever diminish. It'll never rot. It'll never fall apart. And uh, and I feel the the way that we can store up treasures in heaven is by building relationships here in this life. Um, relationships are the part of this life that touch eternity. So what we're doing here right now, building these relationships with each other, this goes on for eternity. Yeah this microphone that we're talking into doesn't go on for eternity. The computer we're using to record, it doesn't go on for eternity, but this, the lives that we touch through, through this, if there are any, I pray there will be, that goes on for eternity. And that's, that's what really matters. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in light of eternity, every conversation you start with a believer is, you know, going to be one that picks up at least at some point, you know, you, you, you say bye to somebody on, uh, on this earth and you know if they if you both are in Christ you know that you know every goodbye is temporary yeah and that one day you know that gets thrown into the abyss just like death does you got a two-year-old at the door dude Elijah crouches at the door Well, I don't know how close we're being done here. Oh, we're done. We're done when we just say we're done. All right. Final words. Final words. Well, I wanted to say before we close out, I've got some big news. Um, Last week when we introduced ourselves, I said that I am a father of four. But as of yesterday, I know that I am now a father of five. And I will be meeting number five and... Probably early November, we're guessing. So, so that's exciting. We were. Um, I was asking people for suggestions for names because I want to. I want to use a biblical name for this kid. And uh, my brother suggested the name Bear, and I was like, "That's not in the Bible." He goes, "Oh yeah, bears are in the Bible." <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So I don't know. Um, let us know in the comments what I should name my kid, and I'll probably ignore you. All right. Stuart. Yes? 
Uh, don't really have anything. Sorry. No, no, no final words about hope and even the worst pain in this world being temporary and don't worry about your 401k, worry about your 777k. Nothing? Yeah, all of Yeah, what words. he just said. <laughs> if you could edit it so that that was in his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do that. You can? Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably not. Oh, okay. I'll put on glasses and pretend I was him and the audience will just have to go with it. Ooh. Oh, Bill's got glasses. What a nerd. Well, that really completes the... <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Especially with a little bit of the glare from the lamp. Yeah. yeah. So if we ever go to a video podcast, we will make sure that Bill is wearing his glasses so that you guys can all laugh at him too. Yeah. They're they kind of funny looking. I'm sorry. I love you, man. I'm, you pick on me a lot. I got I to gotta get my digs in it somehow. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I have a feeling this is persecution. <laughs> I'm so glad you're editing this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm just gonna all your awkward pauses. I'm gonna leave in just just you. I'm just gonna um, dump the entire raw feed. It's a lot faster and easier. Yeah. All right, uh, Silva, if you could uh, close us in prayer. Oh boy, don't do like I did last week and just fade out, mumble the whole thing. Yep. Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, this opportunity that you've given us um, to be able to sit here and, and talk about your word and and what it means to us. And I pray that even if we have just one person tuning in to listen to what we have to say, I pray that you would touch their heart and uh, help them to grow through this, to grow closer to you, to grow in their walk with you. And if anyone should ever listen to this podcast who doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that you would use what we have to say to uh, to touch their hearts and to to bring them closer to a, to a knowledge of you. Again, Lord, I thank you for bringing us here to do this, and uh, I just pray that you would bless it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. See you all next week. All right. Later. Ooh. Oh, Bill's got glasses. What a nerd.